0: Well, everyone, welcome to Gunham Explained Podcast, episode 46. Um, you know what? Like I say, I try to have things go perfectly, and um, oh, okay, are they okay? Yeah, I try to have things go perfectly, and we're trying to figure out the best software for the video chatting. Um, and I messed it up, but I think we're good now. Now, I heard someone say I'm not hearing a thing.
1: Well, you know what they say is great is the enemy of good, and uh, right now we're shooting for great
0: <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um but no i just want to make sure everything is up if everyone can hear us it looks good on our end okay robert saying he can hear great all right let's get started everyone's in the house we got robert we've got g norwood uh ian good to see you. alan mitchell uh shield maiden Sayla, and oh midnight hatter you happen to, to put a little <laughs> chat in there too well thanks um no, cool. Glad to be here again. Again, I'm Adam Blue. This is the podcast I do every week. We're the opening. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, but luckily, I have Stephen here to help me feel better about everything. How you doing, man?
1: Uh, doing good. How are you, buddy?
0: Doing good. It's Like I tell you yesterday, because luckily, um, Stephen and I have another chance to kind of chill and chat. Uh, and that's Wednesdays. So Wednesdays on uh, Stephen's uh, YouTube channel, Midnight Hatter. We talk video games, game development, uh, tabletop sometimes in Gumpla. But yeah, yesterday I was telling him how, you know, I've had a busy work week. So it was like nice for him and I just to chill, like doing the podcast, but we're also just chilling and talking, you know, just uh, talking about the things that make us, you know, happy and excited about life. Um, yeah. yeah. Has your week been going good so far too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. The uh, s- same as yours, it's, you know, long work week. And so I enjoy the opportunity to um, to sit down and kind of chat with everybody. So, you know, for me, like, I feel like I got to name my show like Stephen's Basement or something because it just feels like having people over to talk shop and. And, uh, you know, enjoy all of our mutual hobbies.
0: You know what? I think that's the best way to go about it because it's not forced. You know, it's just like, hey, let's just chill, have some fun. But yeah, good to see everyone in the chat. You know, a lot of uh, cool things to talk about, I think. And what's cool about having everyone in the chat and Steven here is um, I don't think we'll run out of things to talk about. Um, So, for instance, like Kukru's Doan's Island, someone in Japan might be watching it right now, right?
1: I mean, it's crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. And so I've been kind of peeking in on Twitter every once in a while to see if maybe there's some news or updates. So, At some point, we're going to talk about the movie, and I'm going to be scouring Twitter at the same time to see if there's anything uh, someone happened to say about it or if anyone in chat has heard any impressions yet. Um, I know that there was, Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong, like some 10-minute opening or 10 minutes to watch. I haven't watched it.
1: Yeah. um, I I haven't gotten around to watching it either. But, yeah, there is a sort of 10-minute preview for those of us that can't enjoy the, the full cinematic glory.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, but um uh, some other things, um let's see. Um, we're going to talk about gumpla like we sometimes do, but uh, something specifically I want to talk about is if there's a kid out there that doesn't exist, what would it be? And we'll get to that in a second. I'd also like to see what chat has to say about it. I've got some ideas. Um just some basic GBO2 news. And then some other random uh, Gundam news that we'll talk about and with the chat about. And then um, yeah, we're going to deep dive into the RX One Twenty One Three uh, C Gundam TR One Hazenthly. Uh, it's it's a mobile suit I built recently, and I like to learn more about you know the model kits I'm building uh, to kind of get to know the Gundam. So um, you know what? And I realized, Stephen, why there was issues with the. Uh, display and it was because of um, me using the wrong browser to share. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, please pardon me as we get through this. But um, what I'm going to do next is um, I'm going to go to the. the. Uh, okay, good. That worked. So, Discord. Have you heard about it? Well, um, there's a cool community on there for Gundam Explained. Um, oh, and actually, let me. Navigate to what I was really trying to navigate to um, the Gumpla Build Contest. Oh, and there's some double dragon figures in there, pretty interesting. No, but really, go to the Discord and check out the Gumpla Build Contest channel because this weekend I'll probably announce the winner. Um, basically, just go in and um, react to any of the the Gumpla. I'll count them up, see who the winner is. They get a Barbados Barbados loop. Wait, it's the one with the four legs. Uh, oh. barbataurus yeah and nice, and nice. and then some other um uh gumpla kit stuff i'll throw in for building um yeah i gotta
1: say you you're a talented bunch of creators because just scrolling through some of these kits and some of these uh builds there are some pretty advanced techniques that you all are using and yeah uh, and some rare kits you know a, a full armor seventh gundam
0: yeah <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good ones in here because, and I allowed for like multiple entries. I mean, that's fun, uh, and so like even Mechanic, the mechanic, he he's someone that has been on the the show before or on a video of mine on this channel before, and he has put a lot of entries in that are pretty cool. But there's a lot of good stuff in there to look at. I just want to bring that up because yeah, again, I'll be announcing winners. So if you have any gunplay you built this year that you want to throw in, yeah, feel free to do that. Um, and then. Um, you know, and this is really just the housekeeping portion, just talking about videos that came out recently since the last podcast. Um, I had the, the high-grade RX uh, uh, 78, the Blue Destiny uh, that I built and that I used some different uh, top coats. I kind of explained my process in there, and I've had some really good comments on that of people that are familiar with building. So, um, yeah, that was a cool one. And then the Miller's Report, which is a movie – that takes place in the middle of 8th MS Team. Uh, that kind of adds more context to Shiro, Aina, more in regards to his the choices he made, which led the Federation to believe he could be a traitor. So um, it's kind of cool that they actually added more to that. And there's also an, an additional animation for Eight MS Team that a member of the, the uh, channel told me about. So I'm actually gonna review that next. Some more follow-up story to 8th ms team. You're so. just
1: never going to get away from 8th ms team. You're,
0: yeah, you're just Um into it now. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's not if it's not because people like the ground gun design, you can see that that design is then used in other gunpla all the time. It is. Um, yeah, and so let's see. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up. Um, let me go back to full screen real quick. Steven, anything Gundam-related you got into this week? And it could be a no. We don't have to live Gundam (laughs) (laughs) 24-7.
1: Yeah, right. Um, Well, I am picking back up with a fitting for Kukuru's Doan's Island airing today, technically. yeah. Uh, I got my Origin Charzaku 1 and i'm really i haven't applied any stickers or any panel lining to it yet just a just a raw build so you know any suggestions about what i should do with this it's funny because i had originally bought this with the intent of painting it purple and calling it eric blanc's zaku one oh. but uh, after building it i was like well that's that's oh. char zaku <laughs> i can't well. i can't very well paint a Shar zaku purple
0: how, how often do you do, like, um, weathering?
1: I've only done weathering a couple of times, and, and I do have those uh, Tamiya weathering yeah. kits, if you're familiar with those. No, yeah,
0: th- that's, yeah, maybe try your hand at weathering. Even if it's light weathering, like, I think a way to word this, I don't see this often, just wear. Not weathering, yeah. but wear. Maybe we can add just, you know, something to the, the feet, or to like the shield, just to look like it had been in some battles, but not necessarily, you know, completely yeah. destroyed.
1: Yeah, a little tarnishing.
0: But did you, you see you built that this week?
1: I did. Sweet. Yes. Uh I, I this has been a very big gun plot week for me. I've, I've built a lot of kits, and obviously, you've seen me tearing some kits apart on my stream. So, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, same here. Keeping I've been busy. <laughs> I've been back at it. Actually, it's been a while. I mean, in fact, we were talking even on uh, your show yesterday, which we kind of talked deep about different coats and stuff when it comes to like top coating. So I was showing, the I sh- and it might be hard to see on stream but I was showing the Hazenthley and I actually went back in and okay, I don't know if you remember yesterday on the show you were talking about the Restolium. Yes. So I had ordered it to test it out. Now the one I have is this uh, this matte clear two okay. times coverage, I don't know. Two
1: I X-Ultra sprayed cover.
0: I sprayed an F-ton on this, <laughs> and while it has a different look than I thought, it doesn't have any sort of, um, like, distortion to it. Like, I know it's really hard to see. I'd have to take some pictures with a DSLR, but it it turned out a lot better than I thought using the matte finish from the Rust-Oleum, and I used, y- you advised to kind of stay a little further back? And- yeah, get a
1: little more even coating.
0: Yeah. And one thing I noticed too, is I started noticing it will have the same look that I got with the gloss where it's, it looks like it was wet, like evenly wet. And I'm like, okay, that's when, you know, you've probably covered it. And yeah, looking at it, it it looks good. So I would say that if you're, you know, if you're someone that is looking to start top coating, or maybe you have, and you're still uncertain, like I am most of the time, if you get it from a distance and you generous with it, and you start seeing it have a kind of a, a wet finish, then you've got it. Um, if it looks spotty, you probably still need to keep going.
1: I think I think that's right. Words to live and die by, for sure. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> yeah, anything... Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, here's another thing. And I'll be... I am st- I still need to fully detail it, but this is the G-Savior, high-grade. I uh, imported this from Japan. I have a little wish list... Uh, thing for mandorake and so it will notify me and um yeah that is
1: a vintage kit
0: yeah by the way yeah so yeah 2000 so that's 22 years old i'm gonna do a full review but i'll say it didn't feel much different than building modern kit um (laughs) maybe when this came out they were kind of using cutting edge stuff i don't know um but something i do want to do is i've noticed the g savior if you like look at pictures of it in the movie or on the box there's a lot more detail and it looks like the the armor is a light gray so i'm gonna look into mm-hmm. maybe something i need to do but for that because i want to properly detail it not just leave yeah, it. yeah
1: yeah you want to give it that movie finish and that was that was really on the so G Savior was what 98, 99
0: and Yeah, of 99 and 2000, I think it might have been 99 in Japan and 2000 US or something. Because
1: like that. you know, that was pretty early as far as as far as CG animation, full-fledged CG animation was was being done and you know, I wouldn't expect as much care given to that as you would see from like the Guyver movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting too about the that G-Savior movie. So it depends when you've grown up and watched a lot of TV. But in the 90s, there's a lot of those sci-fi shows that I think oh, it yeah. looks like. Right? You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. It's, it's got the, that low-budget sci-fi movie
0: Yeah, that you and put on in the afternoon. The CGI was done by veterans of the people that did like Star Trek Generation and Deep Space Nine and whatever else those uh, – Babylon 5 or something. You know, those other – Sci-fi CGI show. So it was like, and if you, I think we watched G-Savior for one of our movie nights with the Patreons, but if you really look at the CG and for its time, it's actually pretty good. Like the camera angles, the debris, the details, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's a very narrow spot in time when it comes to creating things that you either connect with it or you don't. Um, Right. I don't know how to explain it. Um,
1: I, I think that it was it was head and shoulders above things like reboot and oh yeah uh, and beast wars and things like that where everything looked too shiny.
0: You know what? Speaking of reboot, I, I that show I I thought it was awesome, but they had an episode with Evil Dead and Ash. I don't know, if, and that blew my that mind. Was great when that came out, I was like, these people, they know what they're doing. And um, this
1: was before Avengers Infinity War and things, you know, we, yeah. we we were spoiled as kids because that was that was the most epic crossover team up that you could get. Right. I know.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny being the age I am and how obsessed I was with Evil Dead. And it's just as big or bigger than it's ever been. Um, but this isn't the Evil Dead podcast, although that is a good idea. Um, but no. <laughs> Evil Dead Explained. Yeah, Evil Dead explained. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. But one, one last thing. Um, I got another advance of Zeta kit. So yet another one that I'll be working on. I love these kits, and I'll try to get every single it's one I find awesome. on Amazon. Uh, that's that's for sure. Stuff.
1: Which and what was the uh, name on that one for the? Yeah, for the, this audio?
0: the this is the one twenty one two A gundam tr1 advanced hazel
1: so okay the hazel advanced
0: okay so i don't know too much about and that's some things i'm going to start exploring but it looks like a standard hazel it just has the um
1: it's got the titan's colors titan's
0: colors yep and then the um the head and v-fin are a little different it's got like a bigger piece here i don't know um yeah i just love those suits um All right, cool. So the next part, this was a question that I got from um, Patreon. And I thought it was a pretty good question from Gene Norwood. And it's, if you were to, or what is a gumpla that you would like to build that doesn't exist? Now, do you need time to answer that? Because I've already thought of it.
1: Well, that's a big question, right? Yeah. you know if we're thinking in terms of kits that just haven't been made yet but that are canon mobile suits for instance yeah i think i've mentioned in the past that one of the suits that i would love to see is the regular armor gundam 7th so the rx78 7 mm. instead uh. of 7 uh, instead of 78-2 so they do have the full armor 7th which yeah. uh, uh saw. someone has built yeah. on discord but I was disappointed to find that that kit, you can't take the full armor package off of it to reveal mm. the regular Gundam 7th underneath. The way that you can with, say, you know, the Thunderbolt full armor oh, Gundam. Yeah. If you if you take all of the parts off of it, there's basically an RX-78-2 in there. Mm. But uh, no, no kit exists of the regular Gundam 7th. So that is something I would like to see.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. You know, you brought up a good point because it's like what's a kit that they haven't made a mobile suit of or what's a kit that you want a type for instance, I would love a real grade F ninety one or victory. I I there's yeah. those are really cool designs, especially the F ninety one having that you know, the engine, the way that engine looks, like think of all the details they can have where you're building it. Um And then Victory is along the same development timeline in a way. True. I I mean, I like its kind of clean look it has, but I just love what they've been able to come up with the real grades. I think they've knocked it out of the park with how they design them.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, The the real grade line, they, they still advertise it on the box. You'll see that it says, oh, you know, it's got a fully assembled inner frame, but I think they've done away with the inner frame gimmick uh for at least the last five or six kits that they've released and oh, and i think okay. it's for the better um i don't think that that inner frame really supported a lot of the articulation for a variety of kits mm. and and that's where the high grade line has done a really good job of exploring different ways of assembling joints for different suits that may not have the same posability as other
0: ones hmm Okay, um, so uh, something I saw uh, from Shield Maiden Sailor: Do gumplicates kits exist of mobile armors like the Elmith? I don't think I've seen that one, and that's a good question. I would get an Elmith if I've seen it, but I don't think I've ever come across that.
1: They're never the right scale. They, always, I think, there's like a 1 1700th scale Elmith.
0: Oh, okay, I see.
1: But that's you know you couldn't put that on the shelf next to a one forty fourth, right?
0: Yeah, that reminds me too of like the Big Zam because I did see like an old action figure uh, line but not an actual model kit. Right. And I feel like that can be done. I mean, just think of like a Nightingale, like the 144 Nightingale. Wouldn't that be nearly as big as that? I mean, yeah. I don't know. So that's interesting. I wonder if those kind of, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but they're like archaic designs. You know, the, I think... Gundam has kind of shied away from that even when they include mobile armors during that time period like updated stuff like oh MS team it's like the Opsilus which it's very detailed um it looks more realistic but I like the Elmeth design um especially knowing that's like Lala's you know her mobile armor I I feel like that's like a, a pivotal piece to have and yeah I don't have anything like that
1: yeah how are you supposed to recreate that iconic scene
0: yeah, with Sayla and Char and Amuro. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, in the chat, I'm seeing a Brian Zanichelli mass production RX-94 New Gundam, and yeah, I I want to say maybe a month ago, one of my podcasts, I like just found out about the mass production of that, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool looking suit. So
1: it's got a great uh, color scheme on it. Oh, there you go. Alan says kits for all of the machines from eighty three rebellion.
0: Oh yeah. I'm learning a lot more about rebellion. There's a lot of cool stuff they're doing to tie in things. When eighty three was made in the first place to tie in things, they the that manga goes even further. Um Norwood saying would say perfect grade GPO3, which that would be that would be pretty cool. Um <laughs> I haven't built a perfect grade. Have you?
1: Really? Um, I have built the perfect grade ARC, the granddaddy, the ARC 782, oh. and I do, so, and, and, you know, you guys tell me, because I am sitting, on my, my backlog consists of a perfect grade Zeta Gundam, as well as a high grade GPO-3, the Dendrobium Orcus kit, that would probably be a fun community stream build, if you guys wanted to tune in to watch that, I mean, it would probably be at least a 12 hour stream. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that's that's interesting because I, I noticed when I would stream, I was talking so much. I remember someone even made a comment. Adam can't, uh, you know, focus because yeah. no, it, it's hard. Like even the something I was building on stream at the Hazen Fleet. When I did it on my own, when I was finishing on my own, it was quick. Right. So I would think maybe do it in parts because I would think both the Zeta you have and the GPO three, you said the high grade. Mm-hmm. Those are almost different builds. So those would be their own unique streams, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I would, so perfect grade as That's amazing. I, I still want to get that master grade 2.0 that comes with that, uh, launch dock that can yeah. connect to the Mark two master grade, um, launch dock. Uh, I'd love to yeah, get that. It's, it's very sweet. Now I, 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 have been actively looking for a perfect grade for a while and it's, it, I want to get that unleashed in, in, I would have to spend about three hundred dollars. Does that seem accurate?
1: Or that is about the going rate. So okay. I mean, I bought my perfect grade Zeta Gundam a few years ago, and I was kind of watching it on eBay, and it just so happened that the price dropped from I think it was around one eighty down to one twenty, and uh, I just I I said this is my chance, gonna go for it. Wow. <laughs> I was lucky to, to win that auction, but, uh, you know, I think that it, you'll have to reach out to, I believe the, it's Ranko Yagu, Yagyu, one of the users on, on my discord server. He has come into a, come into possession of a lot of rare Gunpla kits. One of them, including the perfect grade Zaku two, not the Shars Zaku, but the green oh, yeah. standard Zaku two. And uh, I think he is willing to part with it. So, oh. if you are on the Midnight Hatter Discord server, um, reach out to Ranko Yagyu. Uh, if if you are watching this on June second, twenty twenty two, that is still currently available, I believe.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I might, I might, because I'd be interested. I, you know, it's funny today. I was looking at my pre-orders, and I think we were talking about this before on Big Bad Toy Store. I have all of these pre-orders that every month it's a new release month and so i'm like i can't wait i need to get some of these things um i'm
1: starting to wonder if it's uh if it's just a big scam that they've got rolling over there
0: but you know that's the thing i've i've c- come across sites that do do that where it's a scam but big bad toy stores usually on point with my yeah. star wars figures that i've pre-ordered i've always got them so yeah it's very interesting um Let's see. Anything else? Oh, Neon Wave just got here. Good to see you, man. Um Let's see. Oh yeah, and then Shield Maiden, uh, Maiden Sailor was saying that they have the Neo Zeong from Unicorn. Um and and that that's pretty cool. Um
1: That's that's a big kid. Yeah. That's that, the size of a toddler. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've seen that. I think in the background of uh Mecha guy, I don't want to kill his name. Mecha guy
1: Goku. guy
0: Yeah. And I think in the background of some of his videos, he's had it there. I think he has one. I don't think I've seen the, um, uh, his review. Um, let's see. Um, and then yeah, Shield Maiden Sailor is saying that she saw the perfect grade at the Momocon. I guess that was yeah down in Georgia or something like that. The vendor was selling it for four hundred. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's pricey. It's it's just I saw one for like three eighty something to import, but there would be the shipping. So I was like, well, that's right. pretty expensive, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, or no, it was like two something. But anyway, um, okay. Well, any other kit that maybe has come to mind that they should make that they haven't made? Because really, I can't think of any mobile suits I like that aren't in kit form. I'm just thinking, I think Real Grade can use some more unique kits. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I would like to see the master grade and real real grade lines kind of extended. I would also like to see the, the entry grade line extended oh, yeah. just in general. Um, I, I think That's that, a that is point. a great... It reduces that barrier to entry for newcomers to the hobby, and it gives guys like you and I that tend to do kind of experiments on their kits, you know, yeah. I don't want to necessarily start throwing... Uh, a, a subpar top coat on a perfect grade Zeta Gundam, right? Yeah.
0: No, that is a good point. That's what I like about the entry grades. In fact, there's, that's the thing though. I think an entry grade is $7 if you get it straight from the source, but I think it's like 15 mm-hmm. if you buy it online. It's just a comic book shop near me had an entry grade for 20. And I was like, yeah, that's a little, because I think even at um, that's like Target, a hundred. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at Target they're ten dollars or ten ninety nine. So, yeah, um. and that's one piece of advice that I would give uh,
1: people when they are at conventions, things like Momocon. Um, I actually bought a RE one hundred, the Bauwu kit. The oh. seller was I forget what they were asking for, but they said if you buy in cash, we'll give it to you for thirty dollars less. Wow! So. Not not going to encourage people to carry lots of cash around at cons, but if you are going to a convention and you expect to see a lot of vendors there carry cash because they will usually throw you a discount. Mm. And that's a pretty steep one.
0: Yeah, in XX Nike 629 XX, you have to be careful with prices that retailers put on Gumpla these days. Some retailers will jack up the price close to scalper prices. And I've True. definitely seen that. There's a difference for me. 2019 when I first got into Gumpla and I would go to a hobby store and they had everything and they were inexpensive. To now when I go, it's like there's not much to choose from. And if there's something interesting, it has a price higher than Amazon. And it's like, ah, I could just order it on Amazon. So but um anyway, let's uh let's move on to some news stuff. Um For instance, uh GBO two, something I I've logged in a couple times recently, but haven't played it like I have before. I made the mistake of assuming the PC release would happen. Um, but <laughs> the Kshatriya. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, the Kshatriya. Like, to me, I think that's amazing that the Kshatriya is in this. Because that seems like a super advanced suit. Yeah. Where it is in the timeline, it's... I mean, that gives me hope for future stuff they're going to do. Um, I like that you're guaranteed a level 1 kshatriya um by what stage 6 of uh using the gacha is that is that what that means like
1: i think so like, so that means i mean how let's see how many tokens would that total take isn't of- it
0: about 60 for 30 uh, maybe I in that ballpark
1: it, you get 10 pulls for 30 coins yeah like like one pull for every 3 coins you you throw yeah. at it so um I guess you're looking at 60 pulls, no. six times 30. Uh, I'm terrible at math. So
0: <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, already, already I think that's way overpriced, but I, I th- there are yeah. people that are really into the game and they will pay so they can get the suit. That's cool for them. Um, well, And
1: one of the things I like to do is, you know, you log in, you do your dailies, you hoard your coins and yeah. you wait until an event.
0: Yeah, that's right. I have coins waiting for me. Um, I might do it with this because the first pull is the half off and I'm figuring by now I have to get one of the hazels like because aren't there two now and, and well, I haven't even got one.
1: Well, and that's the worst part. If you're holding out for a suit that's already been out, then every new release means that the percentage chance of you pulling that one that you want is going down just ever so slightly.
0: I w- and I wonder what then they do is do they make older suits have maybe a higher percentage of pulling? Because there was a time where I was getting everything I wanted right after another. It was like I got the double Zeta, I got the new, I got the, the Sazabi, I got the Zeta when I w- didn't get them originally. But after, or maybe it's how many times I was playing. I don't play I as much as I there's
1: an did. algorithm that uh, detects how often you log in and play. And if they detect that your playtime has gone down, they might increase the mm. odds of you pulling a rare suit
0: that would that be like wrong i would do but interesting. And i'm an
1: evil programmer <laughs>
0: <laughs> that'd be wrong but interesting um oh alan mitchell's saying i pretty much uh only pull on half off 10 spin yeah and that's what i was doing for a while i would wait until just be the half off see what i get right. and then just save up coins so oh death watch uh, Six nineteen. Good to see you. Um, if you need any teammates for GBO two, always down to play. That is awesome. And anytime, yeah, post in the uh, video game uh, channel in the Discord if you're looking for someone to play with. I need to get back into it. I and like I said, I just logged in the other day uh, to make sure my PS five was up to date and everything. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. thinking. Well,
1: I got to finish Code Fairy.
0: Yeah, there's that. Did you do all the side missions? Like, not the not the main story, but you know how like each character has their own side missions? I mean,
1: I haven't even gotten through the main story oh. yet, so yeah, and, I'm I'm way behind.
0: Yeah, after playing the main story, it's totally worth the asking price of a video game because there's a lot of content there, the different difficulties, what you can unlock and all that, so. Um let's see. Um To control a video device with your voice. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah, so, sorry about that. Notes. No, this gundam.info, so this is like the main Gundam website or whatever. Uh, they're just posting stuff, which is kind of pretty cool that they will post this series to watch on their YouTube for a limited time. Yep. Now, one thing, though, is a lot of people have streaming services, so they can just watch it that way. But it is cool for people, or maybe someone that's younger that can't just ask their parents to, like, pay for Hulu... That you can, you know... Because Double O is like on Hulu and Crunchyroll, I believe. Build Fighters, maybe. And then Iron-Blooded Orphans, yeah, it's on... Yeah, even Netflix. Um, Have you watched all of these?
1: Me, personally, I have watched uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans and Double O. I'm not a Build Fighters guy, personally. But, you know, I I couldn't get through it. What about yourself?
0: I haven't uh, watched any of them. I watched... The first episode of Iron-Blooded Orphans, and, you know, sometimes I think it takes a few shows to get into a show. The first episode didn't do it for me. Um, Absolutely. I agree with that. Okay, Mobile Suit Gundam 00, same thing. First episode, I had no idea what was going on, uh, you know, and I I was like, yeah, maybe later. Um,
1: Well, and it can be disorienting for us grognards, right, because we come into it with that universal century sensibility. And then when you start getting into the show and they start throwing these new characters and new factions at you, you're kind of kind of grasping for, okay, who's, who's the Amaro here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, watching wing and I'll get into this in a little bit. Like it, I'm 18 episodes in now and it really, it's getting to the point now where there's this charm. Maybe it's the repetition of seeing the characters, but there's this charm now that it's like i can see that i don't want to be mean but it's just not good but it has elements that are good enough to make it worth spending your time with like yeah. it's it's weird um,
1: agreed it it's got a it's got a high level of camp so yeah yeah,
0: it, yeah. and and we'll talk more about that cuz i do want to dive into that um, a little bit later For but sure. um let's see i wanted to look at something here um Let's see. Oh, Shield and Selah. Double O is on Crunchyroll. Same with IBO and Wing, but they only have the Japanese versions. And that's yeah. something I'm going to talk about, too, here in a second, because with Wing, I changed to the Japanese dub, and that was a lot more tolerable because the acting kind of threw me off um, from the, from the um, English dub.
1: Slegger Law says, are we all excited for kookaroos? And yes, yes, we are. Yeah. Please don't punch me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second, too. <laughs> that's funny yes yeah, slager law has been a a contributor for a while now That's pretty cool i feel honored no but stuff. uh web fox 100 good to see you man build fighters rules love ibo2 okay so yeah i haven't watched build fighters or i might have tried it one time in the past but i did watch the new battle log thing that they had on youtube and i liked that because it was five minutes each episode so it was like straight to the action um Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. That's Um, the way to
1: do it. That's the way to do
0: it. Hey, good to see Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot. If we're going to talk about favorite AU Gundams, my personal favorite is Gundam X, followed by 00 and IBO. I I also enjoy G Gundam a lot. Okay, yeah, you know what? That would be a good topic of discussion we should do soon is favorite non-UC mobile suits, or maybe specifically Gundams? I don't know. But uh, could be cool. I can't wait to explore that stuff. Um, okay. Uh, I ju- uh, from Alan Mitchell, I jumped into 00 in the second, third episode when it felt like an homage to Wing with the Gundams fighting a ton of MP units. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't wait to see something like that. Uh, and Shieldman say less I that. Like, uh, I like me some cheese in my Gundam shows, but Wing borders on giving me a lactose intolerance. <laughs> that's, just, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah, I like that when it comes to... Some shows you watch or movies, especially when they're sequels and they keep going. Sometimes it has to change its uh, atmosphere or, what, or tone just to keep people engaged. Yeah, and, oh. and,
1: and Gundam Wing, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was the first, you know, if we're not going to count double Zeta, that was the first team of Gundam pilots, mm. right? You know, that was the first time we had like the Gundam boys. Uh which again was kind of emulated in double O and to a certain extent in Seed, where you had like a team of Gundam pilots instead of just one main protagonist and a couple of side characters.
0: They kind of did that in Victory. Because there was there was Uso in his so, Victory Gundam, but then there was the um Oh, I forgot the name of the Marivelle was one of them. There was all those ladies that had the Gun Easy's, which yep. yeah, so uh, they kind of did that there. Um, Similar okay.
1: flavor for sure.
0: Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Okay. Speaking of AU, Reconquista in G. Have you seen that?
1: I have not. Same here. I've I've heard mixed reviews. I'm sure you have as well. Yeah. But
0: it's I, I'm always willing to give it a... Yeah. And, it is Tomino. So that's one thing. And another thing... It's like it was a series, and then they made it into four movies? And even this says hundreds of new cuts and updated scenes. That's pretty cool. Uh, I almost feel like since this is coming out, like I probably should get into Reconquista NG to see if...
1: Yeah, give, uh, give G-Reco a chance. And, and especially you want to watch the original before you watch this, this new cut, right? Yeah. And I hope that they don't do the same thing that they did to a new translation where mm-hmm. you kind of had that jarring juxtaposition of the classic Zeta animation next to that revamped HD animation.
0: I know. I love that revamped HD animation. I mean, I love the old animation, but then when, yeah, you see the revamped HD animation, it's like... They should have just done the whole, because I think by the time, yeah, you get to the third movie, it's like 90% new stuff. Um, Yeah. If they did the whole thing like that, ah, that's what they need to do with Double Zeta.
1: Now, Nike is asking, are we excited for Witch from Mercury? Have you been keeping up with the Witch from Mercury promo materials?
0: Yes, so from what I understand is they just released an English trailer for it even though there was nothing really english in it it was really just i guess the the language but um yeah uh apparently it's a simulcast in japan and um, maybe the rest of the world or just any english territories so that's actually pretty cool um yeah
1: Yeah we didn't even get anything like that for Kukaroos
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so that's a good point you bring up because i wonder if this initiative is, you know, we've seen this initiative with Bandai Namco recently where it's like they're they're trying to push Gundam kind of universally in a lot of different aspects. one wonder if Kukru's was just already in production by the time they had this new initiative. Um, because, yeah, I mean, hey, a Gundam game's coming out on Xbox. So, like, all this stuff is happening. Stranger so.
1: things have happened. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick... Is and I'm gonna be searching around real quick um, while we talk about it. Is the Cuckoo's Doans Island, or I like to call it Cuckoo's Doans? <laughs> There's so many syllables in there. I don't. I don't even know. I'm but,
1: a walrus. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> but so I was hoping to see something, and I'm on um Twitter right now. I'm looking at the latest. I'm searching for it. But there is nothing of anyone talking about it. Um, yeah, I guess even if it's out right now, maybe it's one of those things where it's like an evening release. Uh,
1: potentially. I mean, you, I imagine a lot of people are waiting to get off work and then they're going to hit the theater, right?
0: Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Um, yeah, but nothing... Yeah, nothing yet about... I mean, really, again, what we're hoping for is... I think someone from the community mentioned this is, you know, when Hathaway came out, it wasn't until it came out that they then afterwards announced the English release. So maybe within the next week we'll hear something. I feel like I'm going to be checking Twitter every morning when I wake up um, to find out. Cause that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, When they announce that I'm going to want to like, I don't know, obviously do a review of the video Somehow involve the community. I don't. I don't know if there's a. Can't really do a. Oh, we could live stream and chat about it, um, but yeah, not it could like, be like watch. A watch it. along. Yeah, like a watch along almost. Um, that that would be really cool to do because I think that's like an event. I mean, yeah. If I could run out a theater and invite everybody, that that would be awesome.
1: <laughs> do yeah. our own fathom.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, classic quarter gameplays. Hello, love the channel. I've been a Gunham fan since 1980s. Enjoy all the Gundams. I feel it's different. The different space colonies in space and its different timelines. Plus, battles can happen far parts of space. Plus, I agree. That's good that you agree. Yeah. Agree. Cheers. Yeah. No, but um, you know, it's good that you're here. Classic quarter gameplays. That actually sounds like a cool channel name. I'll have to check that out later. And yeah. then Neon Wave. I'm hoping. Gaming. Oh, what's that?
1: Oh, I just said I love retro gaming, so that's.
0: Yeah, me too. When I see a, a YouTube channel name that has something to do with retro gaming, I'm always uh, checking it out. Um, and even in our uh, promote your stuff channel in the Discord, someone posted something about a channel they were on with some retro gaming. It was pretty cool. Awesome. But yeah, Neon Wave Sand, I'm hoping the protagonist from Mercury isn't a Mary Sue like me. Uh, Mikazuki was a Gary uh, Sue uh, Stew in IBO. She gave off an emotionless expression in the trailer, much like uh, Mikazuki did throughout IBO. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess the first episode. Yeah, I watched of IBO. I had no connection with the characters. There's that guy that was really skinny, but he seemed to have uh, a lot of muscles. Um, uh, yeah. That's right. I mean, like he was shirtless the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. There's just not enough in that trailer. But I kind of see what you're saying. I like it when a, a protagonist has more of a a personality. Um, yeah.
1: And I mean, give it a chance because what what did we get? 13 seconds of footage from it. So Yeah, I mean, that's you know, true. It's just... hard for me to emote that much. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, there's just so little. Yeah, it's really hard to really get a feeling. Although, like, e- even like Battlelog, the way they wrote those characters have personality. Um, and that yeah, was agreed. one of the most recent ones, yeah. Um. Oh, and then Alan Mitchell, I'm still putting my bets on magic being in Witch for Mercury.
1: Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. With the witch,
0: I mean, using the terminology witch, yeah, I think that does mean something, so... Oh, arcs croissant. Good to see you. Everything is always separate, but Turn A's universe uh, info is confusing. Um, Yeah, because apparently it's UC ends with Turn A, and then possibly Reconquista and G. That's
1: yeah. I mean, Turn A is the what they call the correct century, and it's you know every Gundam series has culminated in the dark history that makes up
0: Turn A. I gotta watch it.
1: it. I oh keep... yeah, you got to watch it. It's it's good stuff. Oh okay. Stuff.
0: I, the only reason I haven't is because I feel like I have to pace myself. Make sure I really understand everything in Victory before <laughs> moving on. Um, Absolutely. Uh, uh, but um okay, so you're really with that this last topic is really about Cuckoo's Dones Island. I was just looking on Twitter. There's nothing yet. It's um not a... So, uh, call me the Cuckoo's Dolan's English Watch. Like, if you guys are trying to figure it out, and I bet someone, though, in the Discord will, will find out and post before me. That's usually how it works. The people in the Discord know they're Gundam. Yes. know how to get their info. Okay, so I'm going to move on real quick. Um, let's see. So, this um, RX-121 3C Gundam TR-1 Hazenthly. So, one thing is interesting is the RX-121 because we're kind of normal with the RX-78, RX-79. Typically, it has to do with the year. So, with 121, we get something a little different. I don't know what that means yet. And the fact that this, apparently, this is the final form of the hazel. So, this is the hazel with, like, everything. And actually, I do have a standard Hazel. I should have brought it to compare. But the, so this is what it's supposed to look like. And when I built the kit... And I'll show it in my video review, but there's little areas that it didn't have paint or little details that I had to actually go in and do it, and I'm glad I did. It, it feels a lot better. Like, the red on the shoulders there. That There was no stickers or anything. I just... Even the manual is black and white. And when you go to the wiki, black and white. So I had to use... Um, like this photo, the kind going to get an idea, but that's not too detailed. It's not detailed I do enough. I love
1: that color scheme, but you're right. I yeah. mean, a lot of those, um, I don't even want to say it's an older kit, but it's, I guess it's that generation of high grades has very poor color separation.
0: Okay, that could be, yeah, what's going on. Because if we like look at this picture, and um, so like the Vulcans that are on the cheeks, I had to put that red in there. It might be hard to see. And then even on the chest near the cockpit, I had to color that gray and put the red in there. Um, mm-hmm. I'll do a, a complete deep dive of how I constructed this in a video. But, you know, it was from this that, um, yeah, that's how I decided to do the, um, uh, the deep dive because this is Advance of Zeta. So it's after Mobile Suit Gundam, but before Zeta... And this is when the Titans, Xeonic, Zimad, had probably all folded in to Anaheim Electronics, Earth Federation. uh, The Titans specifically probably had like an unlimited budget to do whatever you can. We're justified in whatever defense we can create because you never know if the Xeon remnants are going to show up again. We saw what Xeon did throwing a colony, you know.
1: (laughs) Well, and you have to remember, I mean, they had just had their Navy nuclear attacked by animal gato and the Delaz fleet so i mean they were just victims of a nuclear attack they they've got to think hey we're going to throw everything and the kitchen sink
0: yeah that's good that's good that you brought that up because it's not only the colony drop like and that's a big deal but they're going after any weapon they can to cause some destruction but um Okay. And so another thing I like about the Advanced Zeta line, the Hazels, or yeah, they, they have a Mark II look. And the Mark II is one of my favorite designs. Um, yep. So, so yeah, um, it, it's considered the final unit of the Hazel series, which uses components from the TR6, Hazen Flea 2, and the uh, Advanced Hazel. So that's that. Oh, that's that one that I was just showing, I just got. Um, as a result, virtually all the RGM-79 QGM Quell parts that remained in the Hazel are replaced by enhancement parts for both the TR-6. Okay, so it has some legacy Quell stuff that got changed to more updated things.
1: Which, so- as far as production line goes, that means that the the Hazenthly, this final form of the Gundam Hazel, kind of deviates from the same production track that that led to the gundam mark ii because the the gm yeah. quell line all of those parts are com- still compatible with the gundam mark
0: ii yeah and if we look at like future advanced of zeta suits like there's then there's the hazen II 2 raw or something and it's to the point to where they start looking completely different like they stop having feet they you know yep. the legs start being pointy you get less of the typical mark ii gundam head and you get like the wound or some others where they have a more unique head to them so yeah, they move away from that kind of design, uh, I guess, because wasn't that like the first that had like the movable frame? Like the Mark was. II, wasn't that its main thing? And maybe that's what allowed, yeah, um, the design of the other units. Um, 60 millimeter Vulcan guns, which is a staple with uh, with these suits. Beam sabers, 90 millimeter machine gun, spread beam gun, long blade rifle. So this is pretty interesting because... I think this is what they're referring to this long blade rifle, and apparently it works like a heat hawk, and this actually heats up, and that's huge. But I mean, this can like fly to a, a, a musai and like cut off the uh, the deck if it wanted to, if you know, with <laughs> something that big. That's crazy. Um, yeah. And then sub arm unit. So this is interesting because we see this in a lot of future mobile suits. In fact even retroactively we saw that with the thunderbolt uh gundam because it was able to grab the other parts um and it's actually located down here um so yeah i can like i guess the hand can move around reload the ammo uh, grab other weapons i kind of liked how sometimes we would see that with future gundam designs how they would sometimes randomly have other arms yeah kind of like
1: well and and the the placement of them on the hazently lines up with the O. Paptima Misurako's mobile suit had subarms underneath its front skirts, so yeah, the, you could say that that Titan's influence is still still permeates all of the advance of Zeta designs.
0: And that's pretty good because if you think about it conceptually, when whenever they're designing Hazel stuff, did the creators look at everything that was in Zeta? And try to be like, okay, what what could be an evolution of design philosophy here? And I like that stuff. Um, yeah. Okay, so there's this other thing, an emergency escape pod, the Primrose. So this is supposed to be the answer to the core block, because by this time, there's no more of that core block booster that, like we saw in the arc 78 you where know, a little jet can fly out. I love that, by the way. And it, I wish the Mark II had that, although it has the G defensor, but... So, this is kind of an answer to like that G defenser and Core Block is this like escape pod. Yeah. I actually do have it, uh, the high grade version. Um, oh, and, sweet. Yeah. And you somehow can connect it on. I mean, that's the thing with these hazels, they're all, they're all interchangeable with their accessories. And um, yeah, I'll have to show that off. But I guess this is the answer to the Core Block, the G defenser Yeah. Um, And then here's something else I saw. Now, this isn't a model, but this was like a custom-built version of it when there was like no model that existed. Um, And you can kind of see where it looks very similar, but when I was looking at it for the paint to color it, I noticed there were some differences in design, and it's like really basic stuff. Just like how some edges or angles are, they're just a little different. Um, Yeah. It's kind of interesting we see that sometimes. I think like when the Penelope or the, the Kasai Gundam Right, the Kasai Gundam had more of a Zeta-like face than the original design of it. I think it had a more Gundam face. Very true. Um, Yeah, so, you know, there's really not much about this because of the nature of it being from a side story that was just featured in, you know, the foreign language. There is a translation on the Xeonic Scans website that I've posted before of the novel. Um, but I guess the main takeaway here is with the Hazel line, we can see where they took the Mark II, kind of evolved the the construction of those types of mobile suits. Um, yeah, to the point to where they don't look like the Mark II from where they came from, as you mentioned, Stephen. And um, but they have all those crazy like experimental weapons um and things that we see later on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it would have been interesting, and I'm a little saddened that you don't see more of the influence that would have led to some of those other mobile suits that you see from the Titans later in, in 0087. Something like the Bolanoke Saman's claw arm or oh, yeah. the, the Palace Athena's missile oh, yeah. pods on its back, things like that. You know, a couple more of those design throwbacks that would have tied it in more with the Titans lineup, I think would have gone a long way to kind of solidifying its place in the
0: canon. Yeah, because I think it's easy sometimes for Gundam fans or people getting to Gundam to look at Advance of Zeta and be like, where does this fit in the timeline? Everything looks so futuristic. Um, right? But as I get into the other kits and I build them because I plan to get them all um, that are on Amazon for now, at least. um, Hopefully I'll come across maybe a new aspect of it and then I'll I'll share that with everybody. Awesome. Um, you know, going to chat real quick, uh, a lot of cool stuff in here. So um, WebFox 100, Victory is high on new type stuff like Unicorn. Take your time. Um, although, no, I've seen Victory. I love Victory. I, I, I mean, I would almost say Victory is my number three. As much as I like Double Zeta, I like Victory better than Double Zeta. Um, it would be like the original <laughs> Zeta and then Victory. Um, I don't know what it was about Victory, but it, it did it for me. Um, Mad Matt, the heavy metal mecha pilot, Hazen Flea is just sexy looking. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Agreed. Let's see. Um, anything else? Um, oh, here we go. The advance of Zeta line is confusing after weeks of memorizing. I still barely remember them all. It's funny you say that because that's what i had been doing when I was like, okay, I want to start doing an advance of Zeta video. Started doing the research. I'm like, okay how do I even say the names of the things I'm seeing? And then there's like the two and then the advanced version. And I'm like, okay, well, when does this take place? And if you check out the novel, the timeline, it's in the future first. And then it goes back and then it jumps around the timeline. And I'm like, this isn't helpful. Yeah. I don't know where we're at here. One day Um, though. One day. (laughs) Let's see. Um, Shield Maiden Sailor 79, they had to put a stop to Xeon before Xeon either ran out of colonies to drop on Earth or ran out of Earth to drop colonies on. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well,
1: they yeah. had to get their aim a little bit better because they they never seem to hit the city that they
0: want. It's it's crazy how far. And I guess that's like the new norm in the UC Gundam universe, because I mean, even the Titans went that far. Uh and and then it just doesn't stop. It's like, what could we do to like mess up a colony or earth. It's like, it's pretty crazy. Um, Robert, you're always asking about the artwork. Um, I'll, I'll try to someday maybe get to more of that. Robert, you did send a lot. I shared as much as I could. Uh, but I've seen, you know, I do want to sometime, there's a lot of work to do, but I do want to sometime do it where I'm going through people's fanfic like do a brief summary we, we were kind of talking about this in the chat a brief summary of someone's storyline and show off the artwork so have no fear Robert uh, you, you're in my thoughts I will get to that sometime yeah. um classic quarter gameplays. I am an anime artist um wait I am an anime artist to turn a always interesting I got it. it's a mixed world English is probably not your first language so I apologize if I'm butchering, butchering what you're trying to say Uh i got it. it's a mix of world war ii style and future like it was after the wars ended like it was lost history reborn that yeah i i see what you're talking about like, like i haven't watched turn a but from what i've seen from it it does have that sort of aesthetic and i kind of like it um
1: yeah and they intentionally leave it up to your interpretation about where it falls in the timeline
0: oh okay of. i like i like that um yeah. let me get a few more of these other chats real quick um Oh, Classic Quarter Game Plays is a, a big Thunderbolt fan. Um, Alan Mitchell, I personally would have preferred seeing the Hazel as the Titans' main unit in Zeta than there. We are not Zeon, but don't confuse us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they have that Hyzak, which it's funny. The There's a purple, dark blue Hyzak, but that's the yeah. Earth Federation colors. The Titans' colors is green Right for the Hyzak. That's interesting. That's almost like a little trick. I you know, wonder like if the, it
1: was maybe being used for false flag operations, like perhaps they were staging Zeon attacks uh, yeah. for, for the audio folks, air quotes on the <laughs> Zeon attacks carried out by Titan's officers in order to...
0: Like I saw a green know. Zaku out there, you know? Yeah, because it's it's interesting that theirs is green when the Titan colors are usually that, like dark blue or purple or something like that. Right um, Okay, so uh, Brian Zanichelli Victory was considered to be the finale conclusion of the Universal Century Gundam. I said that really fast. Universal Century Gundam series. Yeah, and, you know, I guess the only other future one for sure would be G-Savior. I mean, there's other things. um, uh, Gaia Gear, but that's up in the air, or... um, you know, turn A, whatever. But, yeah, as of what's been officially released, yeah, that's kind of at the end there. Ian Hanson, I'm slowly working my way through UC. Just finished Thunderbolt, and now I'm on to 0080 War in the Pocket. Man, Bring tissues.
1: Yeah, you're going to have tissues. fun with that, Ian. I, I
0: don't know how much I had spoiled you, Ian, with my video series of 0080, but you should go check check back on those after you've watched them. I'm curious what you think. Um. Let's see, uh, Shieldman Sailor, the Spacenoids miss Earth, but their aim is getting better. <laughs> um, Neon Wave, uh, okay, just, let's see, okay, oh, Golden Striker, what up guys, what's new, what are we talking about? Well, Golden Striker, we're talking about Gundam, um, yeah, no, but uh, yeah, you know what, we're going to end it with last topic here, I want to talk about Wing again, just a little bit. Um, yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, yeah. I'm on like episode 18, and like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, um, it's like it's not good. <laughs> the the story is not good. The pacing is it, it not good. Sounds
1: the, so mean when you say it that I way. Know,
0: <laughs> the motivations are not good, and I've I've alluded to it seeming like a fever dream or like an AI made a Gundam, because when yeah. you look at it, it looks like Gundam. And it's just that when they decide what they're going to do or when they have a conversation with someone, they just say things that just don't make sense in that moment. But it moves like the action forward or even sometimes – and this is the biggest disconnect for me. It's like some recent episodes I was in where it's like sometimes they can fight or sometimes they're like, oh, no, they're going to kill us or, oh, no – I got to get out of my mobile suit. They're going to kill. Me. And it's, it's the, like,
1: the stakes what? are all over the place. Yeah,
0: that's a good yeah. way. I think to, yeah, to put it is the stakes.
1: But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about because I think maybe on our third date, I told my wife that I was going to kill her and it worked out perfectly <laughs> for me. So
0: I know that's the craziest <laughs> part. Um, she
1: invited me to her birthday party and I told her to shove off and, she was into it, you know? Yeah. No, that that is
0: the crazy. I'll always remember that when he's like, I'll kill you, and he like wipes the tear off her eye. That's like the most like craziest. But here's something else, the music. So like that starting theme song, at first I thought there was like too much, but like all opening themes, they kind of grow on you. They get catchy. They do. Um I also do like the artwork. Like I I guess with these sometimes in the Gunham series, like the art style is different from other ones like when it comes to characters faces like 08 ms team most of those i didn't like but actually in wing i kind of do like the look i think they're really good with the eyes for some reason they seem to really be able to portray expressions with the eyes real well
1: they do really good on that one i think that we we almost took a step backwards when we got into the the double o and seed era gundam series because Gundam Wing, for for as many faults as it does have, the animation is stunning.
0: Yeah, it, it, that does that's something I'm not complaining about when I'm watching it. Uh, in fact, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a cool fight scene. Um, but what I love that all Gundams do this. There's moments in the shows where maybe it's right after the intro, and when it's like the camera's moving to like a a ship and there's about to be dialogue, like it has like music in the background. And I think the music Gundam Wing has, it reminds me of Zeta Gundam, like when it shows like the wing Gundam, maybe above the earth, and it says like what the name of the episode is. And it plays this stinger that is very Star Wars-like. It reminds me of Zeta. And I think that's what they do a good job with. Gundam does all shows that I've seen, is they really use the music to kind of help drive you forward, even if what you're watching is ridiculous. There's even <laughs> yeah, that main sure. action song that they, that I think sounds ridiculous that's in wing, but it sounds like an NES song. Um, and it's catchy. Yeah, even yeah. though it's kind of goofy. Um, it's, a,
1: it's an earworm for sure.
0: I will say I have, I like the guy, I think his name is Duo. I think he's the coolest character in terms of, like, he seems nice. And I don't know why yeah. I like that, but he's, like, a nice guy. Everyone else is kind of like a – I don't know. But the Sandrock, I think, is my favorite design so far from – um, now they're getting destroyed one by one. I think yeah. that's part of the story. But the first design of the Sandrock, I like that.
1: That That's an interesting choice. I, I have to say – um, That that's a that's a unique choice, I would say, among most Gundam fans. Most Gundam fans, I I would say, lean heavily towards the heavy arms. If if we're gonna pick like one of the core five, yeah, I think that most people tend to go for for the heavy arms, and then you know, because Duo is so cool, people tend to like the Death Scythe.
0: Yeah, I mean that is cool. So one thing about the heavy arms, like I like it in concept, but one the color scheme, unless it just grows on you, and two. On the chest, there's just blue lines. Yeah. I feel like that doesn't do anything. Like, what are the blue lines for? Is that later on, or is that just a design? I think it's just a design
1: feature. Mm. Um, something to give it a sort of superhero-looking chest. Hmm. Um, but that's one thing that I think that that the Wing Gundam kind of introduced, that big emblem, the, the green sort of jewel on its yeah. chest. Uh, makes it it's almost like a big Superman
0: badge. Yeah, yeah. Um but that just gave me an idea. The heavy arms kit is actually easy easily available. Like I'll see it at Target. I'll see that at the comic book shop. That would be one to custom paint. You know, thinking about it because everything else about it is cool. Um yeah. Yeah. Um yeah even um uh Shield Maiden Sailor was saying that she likes that uh, Sandrock too so I'm glad I'm not alone. Um Okay, well, oh, g Norwood, would wait till season two of Wing. They just throw the story out and say, screw it, we're going to do the original Gundam uh, show now.
1: Exactly, it's abort, abort, get Char back in here.
0: <laughs> well, I will say, like, I can understand then why people talk about Wing the way they do because I'm enjoying watching it now despite obvious flaws. And I think things can be flawed. Uh, I think that's perfectly yeah. fine. Um, so I, I guess I finally come to the time where I can start to appreciate wing It's finally there. Like that's the one thing, you know, thinking about Gundam in, in my past, even though Gundam that word never came, I knew there was a wing at, like this show in Japan with mechas that everyone here in the U S liked, uh, yeah. on Toonami. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, Everybody finally had
1: their Toonami Tom queued up.
0: Um, well, cool. Well, I think that's it for now. Uh, really, thanks everyone for joining. Just another fun time to talk about Gundam. Hopefully, this was an enjoyable show slash podcast. For those watching, listening, if you have any um, feedback for maybe things I cover, how I'm covering things, let me know in Discord. Shoot me an email, Gundam Explain at gmail.com. Also, feel free to check out uh, Steven at um, Midnight Hatter um i'll have to double check to see if i put the link in the description if not i'm gonna do that but uh you can check on previous videos the um you know a lot of his stuff is around like game development even gundam other stuff too and and i'm on his live stream on wednesdays so and it's a lot yeah, of fun we, i get to we relax we
1: do a bit more of a variety show i think yeah um, definitely which yeah. you know if you need a break from gundam We've got yeah. that, but we, we always kind of devolve back into a conversation about Gundam somehow.
0: That's why I enjoy it. Not only do I not have to worry about controlling all the software, but um, also I can just talk about whatever back in my chair, you know. Um, so, yeah. well, cool. Um, oh, Neon Wave, you're welcome, Adam. That'll be 54-hour services. Wow, yeah. that that It's probably worth it, too. Um, yeah, not a bad rate, honestly. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well cool well um i guess yeah thanks everyone and we will talk next time see you all cheers everyone